0: This is episode 43 of the History of Podcast.
1: I'm Robert. I'm Sam. And today's episode is the History of Gatorade. We're glad you're tuning in. You just got a little bit more in shape by listening to the History of Podcast. Drink some Gatorade and you'll see what I mean.
0: To start, we have the egg carton count. And this week's egg carton count is 52. It's still 52, up from last week. We'll uh, we'll pretend we didn't record those two episodes back to back. Also... Uh, be looking out for an upcoming branding change in the history of so the the album art um, for for this podcast will change. Um, I hate to change things, but it's going to be good. And uh, really, in this case, change is change is necessary. And so the story of Gatorade it begins in 1965 with the University of Florida football team, and players often wouldn't drink water during practices or games so that they wouldn't cramp. And players reported having lost up to 15 pounds of water weight during a game, but never having had to use the bathroom. And the football team was having medical emergencies on the field, uh, left and right, from heat stroke, low blood sugar, and dehydration. And the science was not well understood at this time, so the team's assistant coach, Dwayne Douglas, contacted Florida's nephrology department. And Robert Cade, would be uh, the head of the study to help out these players from, from the nephrology department. And he was joined by his colleagues, Dana Shires, Harry James Free, and Alejandro de Quesada. Wish I had a name like that. And they picked up on one thing that made outdoor practices different from other events, and that's excessive sweating. So they thought maybe that's the problem. And as you know, this hypothesis
1: would be right. The scientists conducted some tests during practices and found that some things were out of balance, namely the player's body temperatures, blood volume, sodium levels, and blood sugar. And of course, the best way to replenish all those things during a game would be a drink. And you can see where this is going. So the researchers at the Florida Nephrology Department created one version of Gatorade, which was just water, sugar, electrolytes like sodium, potassium, and magnesium. The scientists themselves could hardly palate it, so they added lemon juice, creating the predecessor to the first lemon-lime flavor, which is my personal favorite. Is it? Of course it is. It's the best flavor.
0: I don't know about that one, Chief, but they tested their prototype with the freshman players during a scrimmage uh, against the B-team, and the freshmen got whooped pretty badly in the first half. Then the the scientists broke out the Gatorade, and they came back in the second half and absolutely spanked the B-team. And Florida was scheduled to play LSU the next day, so the scientists rummaged through the lab and made up a batch of Gatorade, squeezing lemons through the night. And game day against LSU was 102 degrees, and Florida finished strong enough uh, through the second half to take home the dub. And the Gators had a winning season that year, which a lot of people credit to Gatorade. And the teams without Gatorade would burn out in the second half, so Florida actually came to be known as a second-half team. And I like this headline from the Florida Times Union in 1966. One little swig of that Kickapoo juice and Biff Bam sock. It's Gators 8-2. Of course, uh, it's called Gatorade because of the Florida Gators. And I crack up when I see signs sponsored by the University of Tennessee and Gatorade that say, Hydrate like a vol. Drink Gatorade. It just seems kind of
1: kind of contradictory to me. In 1969, Robert Cade, the head researcher and scientist for Gatorade, Decided to start making some money off of his invention, so he cut a deal with Stokely Van Camp Incorporated, which was a canned food packaging company, to commercially produce and distribute Gatorade. You could say he was successful as Gatorade became the official sports drink of the NFL. Today, Gatorade also sponsors the NBA, WNBA, MLB, NASCAR, And just about all the sports league acronyms.
0: And the University of Florida was not happy with being left out of the Gatorade success story. And so the original researchers and inventors of Gatorade, they felt entitled to at least some piece of the pie. So a legal battle ending in 1973 resolved in the University of Florida receiving a 20% share of Gatorade royalties. And a lot of that money went back to Florida's Nephrology Institute. So in
1: 1983... Quaker Oats purchased Gatorade in a bidding war against Pillsbury. <laughs> and imagine if the doughboy owned Gatorade. After this change in ownership, Gatorade finally released their third flavor, Fruit Punch. Up until this point, Gatorade was only available in lemon, lime, or orange. In 1988, the Gatorade Sports Science Institute, GSSI, was opened in Barrington, Illinois. The purpose of The purpose is for continued research in, you guessed it, sports science.
0: And remember Robert Cade, the the quote-unquote inventor of Gatorade? Well, in 1989, he developed a competitor to Gatorade called TQ2, or Thirst Quencher 2. And it was supposedly more effective than Gatorade, but several outside experts disagreed. Um, And in 1992, Gatorade uh, began an ad campaign with Michael Jordan, And the TV commercial was catchy and maybe a little bit hypnotic. It just repeated, I want to be like Mike, uh, Michael Jordan, drink Gatorade. And as you can imagine, Gatorade has spent a lot of money on advertising with celebrity endorsements, including Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, Peyton Manning, and Damian Lillard. In
1: 1997, Gatorade introduced their Frost series, which were the first flavors not based on fruit flavors. So basically, blue Gatorade. Gatorade Frost was directed to non-athletes who just like the taste of Gatorade. The Gatorade Protein Bar debuted in 1999, which is actually earlier than I thought. But in 2000, Pepsi won over Quaker Oats in another bidding war against Coca-Cola. This made Gatorade a subsidiary of Pepsi. And of course, to compete, Coca-Cola introduced Powerade. And
0: in 2001, Gatorade released their Performance Series, which debuted the Gatorade Carbohydrate Energy Drink, Protein recovery drink, uh, protein recovery shake, and the uh, the nutrition shake and the nutrition bar, and you can see Gatorade was expanding their product line to encompass all macronutrients for pre and post workout. And this performance uh, performance series was rebranded in uh, 2010 to the Gatorade G series. And this was also when the Gatorade logo changed from the orange bolt and Gatorade in green letters to the bold
1: G with a little bolt in the middle. Also, in 2010, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger sponsored a bill which banned the sale of sugar-sweetened sports drinks in California schools, saying they contribute to obesity. Even though it was a controversial bill, it still passed, and I guess you just can't keep American kids from drinking sugary drinks anymore.
0: In March of this year, Gatorade introduced its GX Sweat Patch, which is a small, wearable patch that measures the composition of your sweat and gives you recommendations on what to eat, drink, and even do. And the patches are for one-time use, but a pack of two costs $25. I don't know if I have the money for that one. I I don't think that's worth
1: it. I can barely afford a Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna buy two patches for $25.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, don't listen to the next episode just yet. I'd appreciate if you could take just 10 seconds to rate or write a review for The History Of. It really does make the episodes better. And if you think you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, tell them about The History Of, their new favorite podcast, and you might just make their day. I'd like to thank you all for your gracious, loyal support. And until the next one, I'm Robert Lakatosh. Thanks for listening.